This is alternative history. Darn it! This is alternative. <laughs> oh my god! This is alternative history. So long, dental plan! Lisa needs braces. Dental plan! Lisa needs braces. Dental plan! Lisa needs braces. That, my friends, was the sound of a pencil hitting Homer's butt crack. And we are the Alternative History Podcast. Yes, the topic of this week's uh, show is... So, uh, we are going to be talking about how the Simpsons retconned or did an alternative history of of Marge and Homer's timeline, essentially. Actually, several alternative histories, even, you could argue. Sure. Before we jump into that, let's talk about last week's episode. We talked about Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. It was a good-ass movie. I hope you guys liked the episode. So we didn't do a Twitter poll on that one just because there wasn't... We weren't really posing a question so much just talking about about the alternative history and we could come up with a good twitter poll you and i yeah. discussed it because like what were you gonna say like, like there was nothing are you to... like do you not want him to kill nazis exactly. before they should have all died like they like he 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 sped up their demise a little bit which is great so i think i can't really find i don't think like you could say it wasn't a good movie but that's what wasn't what we were talking about we weren't reviewing it as a movie we we're reviewing it as an alternative history He's, they slaughtered Nazis. They they shot Hitler to death, right? Like so, well, that's you can't really like, argue with that. That's the thing. Normally, we pro- provide our listeners with a topic, and we discuss whether or not it merits a different perception or a different result, an alternative history. But we also reserve the right to just look at alternative histories and present them to you guys and let you guys study them yourselves, see what you think. So that's what we do with Inglorious Bastards. That's what we did with Star Trek a week before that. We were able to give you guys somewhat of a Twitter poll there. Uh, this week, once again, we'll be looking at pieces of alternative histories in pop culture, looking at one of our favorite topics, The Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, when we when we first started hanging out together, uh, Rodrigo and I, we were we were sitting on couches watching Simpsons. Now we're sitting on a couch t- talking about The, the Simpsons, Simpsons exactly. into uh, a little globe, microphone, yeah. microphone globe. So, well, and like with The Simpsons, like to start, I want to make sure that it's clear, like. My reference base owes an awful lot to The Simpsons on on multiple levels, right? Like, a lot of the stuff I still, like, say and laugh at and think out loud to myself are from The Simpsons. And, like, because of watching The Simpsons and at one point in my youth receiving a book called, I have it right here, The Simpsons, A Complete Guide to Our Favorite Family. Which we called the Bible. You called it the Bible. I started calling it the Bible, too, guys. It was the necessary bathroom reading. This was before smartphones and you... In like Wikipedia, when you anything. took a shit, you weren't just watching your like reading your phone. Oh, you you had to like, actually books. hold something and like thumb through it and read it and turn the pages and shit. And The Simpsons, one of the things they do is they also parody or satire or refer to things in pop culture. So they also informed my my reference base on that level because it talked about stuff I hadn't seen. And this complete guide showed you some of those things. So let's I'll give you a real quick example. Like Brian loves Burt Reynolds. I had never seen a film called. I've still never seen the film called The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. I know of this film because of The Simpsons, because Marge Simpson shut down and a whorehouse. I think a lot of people, uh, that's how they got a lot of pop culture 
that was before their time was by watching these Simpsons episodes. Partic- in particular, probably like the first like 10, 11, 12 seasons of The Simpsons. And, and so in this like Simpsons complete guide, they gave you all the breakdown of what, what their cultural riffs were in each one of these episodes. And so when we started looking at these, we looked at their origin stories, which were always flashback episodes. So they were rife with pop culture references to both the time that the that the episode was filmed and then to what they were referring to at the time too. Yeah. Like the, the era in which it was recorded is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right? And I would I would there was a time in my life probably in the late nineties, early aughts where Sometimes I didn't know if I was if I was saying something original or quoting a Simpsons episode. It was so ingrained into my my DNA of who I was as a person that, like, I would be like, "Wait, wait, was that from the Simpsons, or did I actually did I just come up with something?" And it it was just they like there's a there's a joke that South Park uses us that Simpsons did it right exactly. They they basically been around so damn long they've. They made almost every joke possible. Innovative, exactly. Yeah. No, that's it. So. You're, you're absolutely right. Anyhow, so enough about our praise of The Simpsons. We're going to get into The Simpsons right now. So The Simpsons was created in 1987 by Matt Groening. He was doing a weekly comic strip called Life in Hell. It, took, it was about rabbits. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I remember uh, one of our friends had had one of the books. Seen them like growing up like in that era. Like There yeah. were always those little books like that. Like. Of life and hell, it was a, it was a, it was a rabbit. You're absolutely sure. right. That's what I, yeah. I don't really remember it. It was just ahead of us or whatever, but I do remember it being around. Yeah. So Macaroning had a he had a uh, an interview or a meeting with James Brooks to talk about doing a little like animated, animated show, little animated segment for the Tracy Allman show. So while he was waiting for this meeting, he had about an hour to kill. He he well he knew that if he did a show with a network. That they would own the rights to it, so he didn't want to give them life in hell. Because he wanted that, that to be his. He yep. Forever, yep. So he he while he was waiting for this interview with James Brooks, he quickly drew up this family, which was based specifically on his family. Yep. His dad's name is Homer in real life. His mom's name is Margaret. He's got a sister named Maggie. I think he's got uh, another sister named Lisa. Named well. Lisa. Yep. And he's Matt. He didn't think that the network brass would like a main character named Matt for some reason. So he decided to use Bart. Uh, another odd uh, piece of trivia, not odd, but interesting. He wrote a novel in high school with the main character named Bart Simpson. As father yeah, named Homer. Yeah, father named Homer Simpson. Yep. And in the book, Homer yelled at Bart a lot. And he liked the name Bart because it sounded like Bark. Right. I got when he's yelling. Yep. And you know, you know that's interesting because side note, uh, when we were naming our kids, I would practice yelling the name before we would pick it. Like with Jack, I was like, "Oh, that one rings out." Benson, that was pretty good. I got uh, Stella. Like we discussed earlier, I I got outvoted, uh, but Stella. I mean, hey, in a pinch, no I can, I can, I can I yell it. You. I got so uh, he had written the novel. So and then. So he used that name. He liked the name Simpson because it sounded he liked the the simp. It sounded funny to him, like Simpleton. Simpleton, yep. Yep. So the the name Springfield for the city came from Father no, Father Knows Best, a show that he used to watch, and possibly more likely than not, Springfield, Oregon, which was his uh, neighboring town to where he grew up, Portland, Oregon. Okay. He was quoted as saying that he likes people to think that. The Springfield and The Simpsons is whatever Springfield they want it to be. There's one in Illinois, Massachusetts, Ohio, etc. So he he basically allows people to think 
that it can be wherever they want it to be. It's one of the running is, gags yeah. in the show. In like, the, where in is the 28 it? season show is that no one actually knows which Springfield they're talking about. Uh, he grew up on Evergreen Terrace in Portland, and that's where the name of the street comes from um, in The Simpsons. He was bullied as a kid, just like Bart. And after going from the Tracy Ullman show to a regular series, Matt knew that... So in the Tracy, Tracy on the Tracy Ullman shorts, Bart Simpson was the focus. Mm-hmm. So he knew when he when it went when it was going to go to a full series that it had to be had to the, the the focus had to shift to Homer because there were going to be bigger consequences for him being an idiot than there were going to be for Bart, Bart because sense, Homer yeah. is technically an adult. Yeah. So April nineteenth, nineteen eighty seven, The Simpsons debuted on the Tracy Ullman show, which ran for three seasons. The show, uh, The Simpsons, at that point they were what was called a bumper. They like led in from the the last skit to the, to, to the well to, to like a commercial break oh, or so and then they did they debuted on fox as a full series on december december 17th 1989 yep. and they have been on ever freaking since i think they're scheduled to go to 31 seasons is that what their contracts are that's through? what i like, heard like the i voice? think that they're on the 28th right now right believe it's in the 28th season right yeah, now, last amazing. i saw it when i was on using the fxx fx yeah fx now they have all of them on there it's, <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing yes like uh, yeah. i've been watching them like non-stop for the last like week in preparation research for this has been like going down a hilarious rabbit hole yeah absolutely thankfully my wife has been more than willing to watch them with me That's She's, good, right? and so that it's works. been been kind of fun so uh, like we said, they debuted 1989, so let's just take a look at 1989 for a little bit here. Um, 1989, fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, movies, top movies were Batman, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Lethal Weapon 2, Look Who's Talking, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Back to the Future 2, Ghostbusters 2, a lot of sequels, Driving Miss Daisy, Parenthood, Dead Poet Society. Those oh, are the top ten are. grossing movies. Love those. Yeah, man. Those are you have some classics right there. Yeah, I, I really like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Dead Poet Society is very good, and of course, you can't really argue with Batman. No, yeah, that, that was fantastic. A, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Christmas Vacation, Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights is one of my is, favorite. It's like my second favorite Eddie Murphy movie, if not my favorite. One of the best lines, coming, like coming to America, who just like, leaves a swallow orange juice, like, like <laughs> swallow it and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Red Fox, God bless his smutty soul, as they said in The Simpsons. Christmas Vacation, Harlem Nights, Uncle Buck, Field of Dreams, Tango and Cash, Steel Magnolias. I I have an eclectic taste of movies. I'm, I'm one of the only males of my age... That I know that actually I like that movie, but anyhow. I, I saw it at a budget cinema, I remember that. Sure. My mom liked it. Uh, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, which we all know was, in fact, not The, the Final, Final Frontier. Frontier. There were more, I mean, it was, I mean, it's a it's large still, universe. It's still going, yes. Yeah. Uh, Major League, which was partially filmed in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Glory, Say Anything, My Left Foot, Who's Harry Crumb, Roadhouse, The Burbs, when Harry Met Sally, Born on the Fourth of July, Lean on Me, Weekend at Bernie's, Do the Right Thing, and Kickboxer. That's amazing. That was with uh, Jean Claude yeah, Van Damme. That was crazy. That was one of his. That was like his breakout. His breakout role after Bloodsport. A lot of good movies in 1989. Hails to the yes. TV in order: uh, Nielsen ratings, Cosby Show, Roseanne, Cheers, A Different World, America's Funniest Home Videos. 
The Golden Girls, 60 Minutes, The Wonder Years, Empty Nest, Monday Night Football. Other shows that were uh, knocking around the TV channels. Growing Pains, Head of the Class, a show that took... They were supposedly gifted kids that took about five, six years <laughs> to, to graduate, graduate high school. school. Yes, exactly. Uh, and our, our buddy uh, Argyle from uh, Die Hard was on that show. Oh, yeah? Yes. He came out at last, I think, couple se- seasons okay. of that. Murphy Brown, Doogie Hauser, MD, the 16-year-old doctor kid. Matlock, Who's the Boss? Samantha. <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries, I know that's one of your faves. Dude, like I've lost a couple weeks because Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack is now streaming on Roku at time of at time that we're recording. It is so wonderful to watch now because like they're so old that there are multiple updates. So, like, it'd be a scary segment, and they'd be like, update. Thanks to DNA Evans, they caught this guy. Update. He what doesn't serve with time it, Wasn't released. it like, like a wonderful. big like update, like a like a stamp that came yeah, out? It was, it was like, up the, like, ding! And then you have, ding. You have like, it has, like, a, a synthesized little, like, like, little jingle that you know yeah, it's yeah, coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fantastic. So, yeah, Unsolved Mysteries, I love that show. Let's see here... Seinfeld, Family Matters, another guy from Die Hard, Carl, or Al Powell, as he was known in Die Hard. Saved by the Bell, Quantum Leap, Tales from the Crypt, Life Goes On, American Gladiators, and Simpsons was tied for 27th in the ratings with Murphy Brown. Man, like, it's amazing how much television was on regular television. Like, yeah, like... I, I couldn't name... Like, you named so, an awful lot of shows. I couldn't name that many shows right now that are on regular television. Yeah, the one show that I listed that was uh, on pay television, uh, pay cable was Tales from the Crypt. That okay, was on yeah. HBO. Yeah. Just in a couple of years from now, from from 1989, you're going to start seeing more and more HBO cable shows, right? pop up. And I, I think we we went over I, I forget like sometime one episode in the early mid early 90s, and I know for a fact that we listed a whole shitload of cable shows that were up and coming. Yep. So it like this this was I think to me it seemed like it might have been a high watermark of pop culture that was still like radio based movie like in the theater based and like on on the uh network tv based yeah this was like yeah exactly height of the 80s yeah so uh music we got uh top five singles were look away by chicago i have no recollection of that song whatsoever i was looking away (laughs) and listening away so i missed that one my prerogative by bobby brown excellent that was standard issue listening back then Straight Up by Paula Abdul and Miss You Much by Janet Jackson. Pretty good. Other songs, Heaven by Warrant. That's fantastic. Millie Vanilli were faking it till they were making it. Like a Prayer by Madonna. Fantastic. Uh, Bust a Move by Young MC. Armageddon It by Def Leppard. And Paradise City by Favorite Guns of show, and Guns Roses. And Roses. Yeah. Other music, uh, albums that came out, Pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, Paul's Boutique by Beastie Boys, Doctor Feelgood by Motley Crue, which is a fantastic it's album, right there. Hell yeah! Yep. Bleach by Nirvana, which uh, we're gonna actually talk about Nirvana a little bit coming up in one of these Simpsons episodes, and Mother's Milk by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yep. So news, real quick before we get to the sports. George H.W. Bush had been sworn in as President of the United States. The Iran Contra scandal was developing. Communism was crumbling, 
the international war on drugs was picking up. Uh, there was an earthquake during the World Series in San Francisco. The Exxon Valdez oil spill occurred. Personal computers were becoming commonplace, and cell phones were in their infancy stages, and one only has to think of Zach Morris and the suitcase-sized cell phone that he used to carry around with him in the halls of... Uh, what was the high school that they went to in that show? I forget. Bayside or Bay... Bayside. Bay, 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 Bayview? Bayside. Bayside? It Bayside. Yeah, it's Bay something. The Exxon Valdez, by the way, survives... Hundreds and hundreds of years and appears. On oh the yes, world. yes, he is. Yeah, if you, if you're wondering like the all, like how it ended, just <laughs> go back to our past catalog and listen to the Waterworld episode. Exactly, absolutely. Yes. In sports in 1989, I'll be pretty brief here. Uh, Brian alluded to it earlier. There was an earthquake in the World Series. The Oakland Athletics in the Bay World Series, no less, beat San Francisco 49ers four games to zero. In that same year, Pete Rose was banned for life. Oh, like for gambling, for right? For gambling, yep, he got yeah. popped. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl twenty-three, and the Detroit Pistons swept the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, so that was uh, 1989, which for the most part was a pretty awesome year. We were 10, roughly, yeah, 10. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and so can you imagine if all of that awesomeness ha- had been – erase or somehow significantly altered in just 22 minutes rodrigo yeah, i can imagine yes well that's what we're going to be talking about today with the simpsons so basically what we're we, we've laid out that we're going to be talking about how the simpsons use alternative history another word you could use for that is retcon mm-hmm. where you're basically changing the past of something roughly so like I said, before you start, I alluded to it earlier. It was like going down a hilarious rabbit hole. And so before anybody sends us hate email or gets upset at us because we're taking stuff so serious, like we are only taking it to a certain level. There are people that took it very, very serious. Like some of the episodes that we will talk about are essentially non-canon episodes, which I didn't really know was a thing. Like I figured you just knew that because like the tree you know, the Treehouse of Horror stories were not real and things of that nature. So like we get it. You know what I mean? I just want to make sure that we we, we did our research. We know what's going on. Yeah. Like, we understand that for some of you, this alternative history that happened in the nineties doesn't really count. Like I get all of that, like but we spent an awful lot of time watching these shows. Like so we really want to discuss it because they did it for a reason right like yeah and, yeah and we'll get into that and yeah. i would just like i kind of came into this so we initially we we picked two episodes we picked the way we was and that 90s show yes so i came into this knowing both of those episodes having seen them like multiple times each yep. not really putting it together that they kind of are in direct conflict with each other just because i wasn't looking at it like at like i didn't take it down a chronology that some people like to do as what they'll call canon yeah so i came into this kind of like with with the in the diehard episode not knowing that diehard people want diehard to be a christmas movie i didn't know that was a controversy i didn't know that was a thing right similarly i didn't really realize that 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 the simpsons changing retconning their backstory was was a big deal like that that didn't i that didn't strike me as 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 a thing it just kind of was like well the show's been on forever forever and so yep for me as i was watching it like i kind of when i started doing the research for this and watching these episodes i approached it as for the as like my doctor who fans would know i approached it 
time and time frames in The Simpsons as very timey-wimey, very wobbly, you know what I mean? Like, very fluid. Like, it's not... It's not real, right? It's a cartoon. I have to. I understand that. Like, but like, like, like. So that makes it's sense. real to me, right? I get that. No, I'm not even talking about you. I'm just saying, like, because, like, you know, we are looking at, it, as we say, as as a as a piece of alternative history, and we didn't just look at these two episodes. We had to look at other episodes that kind of also get wiped out. If, yeah. If you look at it so that we way, went right? into it looking at the two episodes, right? And yep. then, like you said, it was like a rabbit hole we went down, yep. and we just kept finding more episodes that, that go into backstory and flashbacks and that kind of get uh, tweaked, messed up, Either altered, or, or just, just deleted pre- completely. Yeah. Or add, whatever, exactly. Or, you know, they, they, they come into direct conflict with each other chrono- chronologically. Like we said, the show has been on forever, right? So and it satires everything, and they're ageless, right? That's the thing. So because it's a cartoon, they're able to do stuff that real shows can't do. Like that, that's just the way it works. They're like, they're more. They're to me, they're more in line. Like you mentioned, uh, Doctor Who. I've actually I've never watched Doctor mm-hmm. Who, but I, you can imagine the show but, on for fifty years. You have thirteen lead characters over fifty years. Like you have yeah. to like be fresh. So you know, what I mean, you have to reinvent it for the audience that's what i kind of think is is very similar to the simpsons that you said it best like we watched it when we were kids for a long time the show's still on and as we said still gonna be on for a couple more years at that like yeah it's, it's impressive what they're doing for sure so let's uh let's dig into the first episode we were gonna uh, well one of the many episodes we ended up looking at too but the first one that we were scheduled to, to look into yep the uh, the way we was uh debuted uh January 31st, 1991, from Season 2, Episode 12. Yep. So we're looking at an episode where their family is watching... They're watching a, uh, a movie review show, and the, the movie... They're watching a review of the movie McBain. Yep. And McBain is, is, is getting chewed out by his, uh, his, his boss, the, the chief, for uh, <laughs> investigating Senator Mendoza! Before Brian gets too much deeper, uh, McBain is a is an actor in action movies in The Simpsons. Rainier Wolfcastle is the is the actual actor's name. McBain's yeah. a character. Uh, this is a, a portrayal of an Arnold Schwarzenegger like yeah, character. He's a All of his movies are man. are action packed, violent <laughs> movies, and he has a big German accent. Looks just like yeah. Arnie. So yes, McBain. But like the best part of that the be- so that beginning part is when the little uh, chief is like. He's like, I don't want to hear it, McBain. <laughs> very, very, very. Just, I can't even so do the voice. It's right, just right. so squeaky. Like it was like it was perfect. Anyhow, he throws the chief out the window into a pool. It's all like <laughs> hilarious. Like if you were getting thrown out of a window in an '80s movie, there's a good chance you may have landed in a pool. Right. Or right. if you were jumping out, I believe it happened in Lethal Weapon. Yep. Or Lethal Weapon Two. I think I that's think. correct. Yeah. Anyhow, so as they're watching this, the TV breaks down, yep. and they all start freaking freaking out. Right. Except for Marge, who says this is sick, because she's the only normal one right. in the family, so, really. Absolutely, yep. Homer freaks out like instantly. Yeah, as like, soon as the TV's gone, he can't handle it. He's like, he's like praying to God. He's like, if I could just have one station. It's so funny. So while they're sitting around, they decide uh, I, they get into. Oh, Bart wants to find out how they got married, and then they go into a quick flashback or. The whole episode was a flashback, but yeah, yeah, but they go to a, uh, like a, a real quick flashback of when uh, she found out she was pregnant, and then blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So then they get into they they get into how they met back in 1974 in high school. It's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So basically, Homer and Marge meet 
in detention. This is a normal thing for Homer and a first-time appearance for Marge. Uh, Homer falls instantly in love with Marge, and after speaking to his father, Abe, who is negative about Homer going after Marge, is determined to win her heart. I would like to, to note that Homer uh, got detention because uh, he got to school late. They were going to be late for English. He got caught smoking in the boys' room. Smoking cigarettes. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like Homer and Barney. He's like Springfield's answer to Cheech and Chong, oh, yeah. something like that. Exactly. And then Marge was Marge got in trouble for burning her bra. Exactly. And, That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Homer tries to impress Marge and joins the debate team, where he's embarrassed by Artie Ziff, in whom Marge is more interested. In fact, Marge is not uh, at all interested in Homer. Uh, Homer pretends to be a French student so he can get so he so she can tutor him. Yeah. Uh, after a long time, Homer picks up French French and Marge starts to be charmed by him. She gets charmed by Homer. Uh, she accepts his offer to take her to prom. Before the night is over, Homer confesses to not being a French student. Marge had a forensics meet the next morning. Yeah, uh, she Homer, got all kinds of pissed at him because Homer was aware of this. He knew she was like, "You're the, you're the most honest and sensitive and least pretentious." He's like. Well, how about this for us? Like, how about this? This is all a ruse to, to meet you. And she slaps the shit out of him and she, says, I hate you. And leaves. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Homer is still under the impression they're going to prom. Uh, after- hey, he calls Barney right away. He's like, Barney, guess who's got a date to the prom? Oh, and I would just like to mention how awesome the music was. That that she's like, why why you got makeup music playing? Well, I looked it up because I was like, I need to find out wh- what this song is called. It was just a spoof song that oh, they okay. made. It was like, don't be a baby lady, just be a lady baby. Yeah, hilarious. Well, then the the my favorite part of that scene with Artie Ziff is like he's like he's like he's looking at the dictionary. He's like that word you've been using. I'm just like ignoramus. <laughs> so funny. Okay, so uh, so basically uh, on prom night, Homer shows up, ends up watching Artie take Marge to prom. Homer goes to prom alone. At prom, Artie and Marge win king and queen. Homer leaves and cries in the hallway. Artie tries to get fresh with Marge in the backseat of her car. Yeah. Marge smacks Artie and demands to be taken home. At this point, Homer still had his limousine, so he'd been driving around. His limo time has run out, and he chooses to walk home. On their way home, Marge sees Homer walking. She uh, comes, picks him up, but she doesn't know it's him. So she's honking the horn. He's like, I'm all the way over. He like freaks out. Like talking about getting all the way over. It's very hilarious. Yeah. Marge picks him up and then they start, they, they end up together. Yeah. There's, there's a couple things I wanted to, some, some jokes in that episode that I just absolutely found hilarious. The the fried chicken that Homer, that Abe Simpson was eating was Shakespeare's fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid. stupid. Like I'll tell you what I loved. I loved when, when Bart. Bart comes back and he's like, "That's a great story." And like he's like trying to fix the TV, like <laughs> and he can't fix it, so he starts clawing at the TV. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a wonderful story. And he starts hitting the TV. If you, you have to see it, it's such a good beat. The other the other thing that I found highly enjoyable was the limo driver's voice. He had that the the Charles Bronson voice. Hey Pelly, yes, yeah. yes like, he hey Pelly. He's like, way too. It's so funny. He's like, he's like, go to the prom. He's like, I bought two tickets and two meals or something like that. He's like, prom it is. It's so good. It's he, he's good. constantly smoking. It's perfect. He's the guy. He the, his voice pops up over and over and over in The Simpsons. Yep, he's very good. And he's the one in in the Bronson, Missouri episode where, he, hey ma, how about some cookies? Yep. Nice, nice, exactly. It's Anyhow, very good. sorry, I digress. So. In this episode too, Marge kind of has a, a a me too moment where Artie gets all like you said he gets. Fresh with her, 
and he he breaks the strap on her dress when he's trying to get busy with her and she slaps the shit out of him yep. rightfully so yep. and it, so when she gets home she overhears her mom and dad and like the Selma and Patty talking shit saying about like, "Oh, I'm glad he he she left with a good one." And and then it, it's clear clear that said, Artie Ziff the dad said something like, "The other guy took ten years off my life." My life, yeah. yeah exactly. So and and Artie Ziff and we're seeing this in today like now with the Me Too movement, uh, the way it's uh, developing. Back then, this was in this this was this takes place in 1974, and. Artie Ziff is obviously he has some kind of position of power in the in in the city, and he goes, he goes, uh, Marge. He goes, I wouldn't like uh, if you if you wouldn't mind not saying anything about my busy fingers. Not for me. He's like, I am so respected, it would hurt the, the town. City, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it's just kind of interesting to see how like the thought process was with stuff like that back then. And you know nowadays Artie Ziff he'd have, he'd have, he'd have had his ass plastered to the wall. Yeah, but anyhow, I agree. I agree. Artie Ziff horrible human being. I think we established that. One of the things I really liked about this episode also was that when Homer first sees Marge, and it's a theme throughout the entire episode, the song that plays is the 1970 song "They Long to Be Close to You" by the Carpenters. I think it's just so genius the way they do it throughout the entire episode. It's really really wonderful. So we talked about the way we was. Yep. So let's go to the next episode that we were scheduled to talk about. That 90s show. Yep. So that 90s show uh, aired on January 27th, 2008. It was the 11th episode of the 19th season. Yep. Takes place in the early, roughly the early 90s. I I think I kind of pinpointed it to where it possibly took place, but... It yeah. does seem to kind of flow throughout the decade right. with its pop culture references. And musical band references that Homer is in. Yeah. So, and I'll, I'll get into this when we talk about, there's a specific joke that I have issue with, but we can, we can just, let's just go through yep. a little, like the synopsis of the, yep, yep. of the episode. Let's go back and forth on this one. I have sure. a little less quick synopsis. So we should definitely, you know, bite in a little. So yep. it's snowing outside. And the Simpsons are dressed warmly, huddling in front of the fireplace. They begin to throw things in the fireplace to warm up, such as warm clothing that they could have just worn, record players, magazines. They're about to throw out this box, and Marge says, no, don't throw that out. It's her college box, or her box. Uh, we learn that she has a degree. Her uh, memory box. Her memory <laughs> box, thank you. Exactly. We learn that there's... Yeah, that I don't have a memory box. <laughs> Me neither. It's all I, my brain. No. It's, it's evaporating quickly. Yes. So we learn she has a college degree. We learn that in the 1990s, Homer and Marge are living together in a Melrose Place-like apartment complex. <laughs> and it has like Melrose Place music. It's really good. Homer's wearing a bowling... Like he wears a bowling shirt the whole episode when he's not like grunge Homer. That was the 90s too. I remember those. Yeah. Like, the kind of it shirt. looked like the pin pal shirt that he wore in the actual 90s episodes that they they were show was on in the nineties, The Simpsons, that Pin Pal episode. I don't exactly what to what was the movie with uh with Vince Vaughn and and uh, John Favre uh, Swingers. Those are the yeah, shirts yeah, that yeah, they were yeah, wearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. so dead on. I've yeah. never owned or wore a shirt like that. My mom definitely bought me a couple of those shirts. So I definitely wore that shit in the nineties. There's, there's no question. <laughs> and so uh we learned that Homer is into music. He is in a smooth groove band, they essentially sing. Like col- they're like a knockoff of Color Me Bad, right? Or, or, yeah, Color Me Bad or, or, yeah. or all those bands were like the 90s R&B groups. So yeah, Homer has a hilarious like bowl cut. There, there's Lenny, uh, I'm sorry, there's Carl, and then there's Lou the Cop. It's, 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 it's when they're saying band. their names, he's like, Lou the Cop. <laughs> and they sing a, uh, uh, I'll be, uh, 
I'll make love to you type boys and men song. It is really, really funny. We learned Marge had signed apl- or had applied for college and had been accepted. Homer supports her dream of getting an education and uh, takes a job at his father's laser tag facility. Marge is impressed by the college facilities and in her first class or and by her first class, a history course. Uh, Professor August is a young, uh, long hair, attractive, revolutionary type teacher instructing students to throw out their books and that the founding fathers were evil. Marge catches the professor's eye and is excited about her class. Marge is clearly attracted to the professor. More classes occur and there's chemistry between them. When Marge brings what is going on to her at her school to to Homer, he's really not trying to hear it. It's kind of causes some friction, and she starts to fantasize. He's he's Homer, Professor like he all he wants to do is watch TV and drink Zima. And then <laughs> it's nineties TV. That's yeah. the other part. It's and like he's drinking Zima. That's awesome. Exactly. Well, here's where the show for me starts to get really really good. Like the whole show has been sonically and visually just paying homage to the nineties. Like yeah. everything is nineties. Like the it has like Seinfeld uh, sonic beats. It has like it looks just like Melrose Place. It's very 90s. Electronic jazz. Exactly. As Marge and Homer begin to drift, the soundtrack kicks in and it plays Clothing Time. I can't remember who sings the song, but it's, it's, it's a song. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, ubiquitous in the 90s. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is visualized by them sleeping in their uh, in their Ikea beds, but separate and away from each other. Yeah. Like, like, turned around. The next day, Professor August, essentially, he, you know, he kind of like... Starts instigating and starts to like ruin the the address. You know what I'm saying? Like it starts to like change the the uh, dynamic of the relationship between Homer and Marge. Oh yeah, right? he uh, he he basically implies that Marge says something to the extent that Homer is paying for her college, and he's like, "What does he? He owns, he owns you? you? Yeah, exactly. he's, like he's, he's like really putting gonna... like thoughts in her head that just aren't there." So. At smooth, at smooth, at the smooth groove practice, Homer is dressed noticeably different. The other three members are still dressed like you know smooth groove, and Homer is dressed in flannel and jeans. <laughs> Homer wants to take the band in a new direction. He creates grunge. He creates the band Sadgasm. <laughs> Looks like Nirvana. Sounds like Nirvana. Uh, talking about like being in pain. I think the song is called "Kisses Are Dirt." It's, it's it's just like it's like a Nirvana song. It's very good. Yeah. You don't like this shit. I thought it was super funny, but they pulled okay. a Back to the Future joke where, yeah. uh, where so, Marvin Cobain calls Kurt Cobain. He's do like, you want to do you want to finish the synopsis of the episode and then circle back we can to come it? Back to yeah, because I got a nice diatribe on that joke. That fair I enough. To... I, very good. Homer and Marge fight after she listens to his new music. You know, it's very upsetting, very angry. As they break up, Homer takes all the bad stuff, like uh, Enron stock and a typewriter, <laughs> and leaves Marge with all the good stuff, like Microsoft stock yeah. and a computer. Now they must determine who keeps an octopus beanie baby. Again, I thought this part was super genius. Homer so- wants just one tentacle, so he pulls at it, and in this very cinematic and like video-esque way, the verbs... Bittersweet Symphony yeah, comes on. Yeah. I thought that shit was genius. I don't, I, did, I, I don't know. I thought it was, it was... I thought it was brilliant. I didn't think it was all that funny, but anyhow. Fair enough. Marge and uh, Professor relationship continue to develop. Sadgasm sings Shave Me, which is exact, which is essentially Nirvana's yeah, um, yeah. Rape Me. Yep. As the relationship develops some more, Marge realizes that she does not like Professor as much as she thought. They come back to Homer looking like Kirk Cobain, depressed. Weird Al Yankovic has a parody of Homer's Shave Me song already out and about performing, yeah. right? So now we're here at the end of the episode. As I say, more and more of the relationship between Marge and the professor develop. She ends up not liking him. He ends up being a jerk. Marge is now single and sadgasms. New song is 
Marjorie, which is essentially Bush's glycerine. Yeah. Uh, the Marjorie video, by the way, is absolutely hilarious. Like it's it's got Marge and like, <laughs> like the and the professor with big like heads, paper mache, gigantic figurines of Marge. Marge is like, I wonder if the song's about me. And then there's like her and the and Professor Stefan. Like the words, it has like bubble words coming out. It just says words. Yeah. And like raining on Homer. It's so good. Uh, and then uh, so basically. The video is hilarious. It inspires Marge to get back together with Homer. Uh, Homer's become a diabetic. It, it looks like he's become a heroin junkie, like Kurt Cobain. When she finds him, he has a needle in, her, in his arm, and she thinks he's on he's on drugs. And he's like, "I needed to live." And then she's trying to rehab him. She goes, "Turns out he was diabetic from all the he's, yeah. he's drinking too much soda." And so no, it was, it was uh, coffee. He was drinking too much uh, cappuccinos coffee, right? or yep. some shit like that. I don't know. And so then the episode ends with with Homer and Marge back together, and Marge predicting what's going to happen in the next decade, and they you know make fun of essentially like, saying that there could never ever be a president worse, worse than, than Bill, Bill Clinton. Clinton, exactly. And yeah. that's the end of 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 the past. And then they come to the future, and they're now getting their house fixed, and they're in the future still together. Sure. And that's the '90s show. So before we get into how it how it changes the past, let's first. That there's a couple jokes that I'd like to talk about. One being the the Back to the Future joke that they yeah. pulled out first. Okay, so the first problem I have with this joke is that it's an '80s based joke in a show that's running in the aughts that's flashing back to the '90s. So first off, it's just it just doesn't have the 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 setting isn't right for it to me. Second, so the joke is that. It's the part in, in Back to the Future where he calls, uh, who, I forget who it is, like uh, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. It's like Chuck Marvin, Berry's cousin. Marvin Berry. Nar- Marvin Berry. So yeah. uh, replace Chuck Berry with Kurt Cobain and and Marvin Berry with Marvin Cobain. Yes. It's the same joke. Yeah. And he goes, here's that Kurt. Here's that sound you've been trying to find. So I established that based on the fact that Zima was really Homer was drinking Zima earlier in the episode. Zima didn't come out until 1993. Melrose Place was referenced 1992 that was released. Nirvana dropped Nevermind 1991. So they had clearly had already established their sound. So that joke is just completely nonsensical to me. So I don't think they should have done it. I thought it was out of place just as a joke itself and then when you add that in there, I think it's kind of silly, but you you disagree. I just think you're looking too deep into it. Clearly, Homer created grunge. Like that—that that was like the premise. So I had no plans of like microscopically looking at like timelines on this thing. I was just going to look at how they changed the past. But like you said, you down went down rabbit holes, and I was I was looking for anything to tell me. And and they started getting really unclear after a certain point in the in this show about what when they were exactly. When these episodes were taking place, these flashbacks, For me, it was never clear. It was like it was. Like, as I say, fluid. there was a couple times they they clearly referenced you, pop culture. Yes, I, okay. Uh, or they just like like in the way we was they they play, playing out state. It was nineteen seventy. The prom of nineteen seventy four. Artie Ziff's when he when Artie Ziff wins the forensic championship is. His trophy says 1974. 1974. So they, they, no, in that episode, you're right. There is very specific, but I felt yeah. in the 90s it was a little more fluid. And they also, were trying to be, but I, I was. I was you were a little. You tried I had my, a little my detective eye. I used like to be an insurance say. investigator, Rodrigo. I know I got a keen eye for these things. But the point I was making was that they were clearly showing all the trends of music in the 90s. Yeah, like I said, the they they kind of right? they yeah they traveled throughout the entire from the R and B to like but to grunge me, to like I don't know. Bush, and then like and, and the reason that again. 
I don't take it as seriously. But it didn't take the the the, the 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 episode could not have taken place in 1990. Like if we're talking, if we're if we're at least giving some kind of adherence to when things in the 90s happened, that the start of this episode could not have been any sooner than 1992. That's fine, but again, I don't think it's I, again here. I feel like. You're going deep into those, like deep down the rabbit hole, and being very firm about this. I'm using, I'm using logic, and I'm just and uh, dates. But again, but the, but again, and the reason I'm, I'm not is because, as you saw, we had to research other flashback episodes, and if you do that, it'll it, you know you're eliminating a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense already. Like for yeah. example, we talk about we watched Homer's barbershop, barbershop quartet, where for five weeks they were on top. That took place in 1985. When Homer looks like thirty-eight-year-old Homer, whereas in this '90s episode, he looks like he's from the '90s. You know what I mean? Like it's—it's. It's, I didn't look at it as that serious. As I said, it's a little timey-wimey, a little more fluid, and not so linear in its chronology. You can't just put Ys on the end of things and make it make it make sense to me, Rod. Fair enough. So, but I, for me, I thought the joke was pretty good. Like I, I thought that all the references to the '90s, I thought they did a very good job so with it. They the, were painting the '90s. So I, I really thought the insulin joke was hilarious. And the, by far the best joke was when, when, when Marge uh, leaves Stefan and makes the joke like associate professor, yeah, yeah. and then he says something about the dean, and then he's this big musclehead and he's wearing like a graduation yep, cap, beach, and he's yep. like, he's like, you just earned your PhD, pound head down, yeah, exactly. and then he pounds him into the sand. Yep. That is effing hilarious. Oh, that that good. that was like a like a first ten season kind of kind of joke to me but anyhow so they established with the the way we was that they were together in 1974 and then if you go to the next flashback episode i married marge uh they got married around 1980 and that's when homer and that's when bart was born so if you look at it with though with i was i married marge and the way we was by 1980 that marge and homer are married and have a kid when you look at that 90s show now they're in the 90s and they're still dating so let's look we're going to look at a couple more episodes that that 90s show kind of changes tweaks the the timeline for a little bit so so we got i married marge season three episode 12 aired december 26 1999 very specifically said in the, the 1980s, and yeah, yeah, there's a there's a there's a reference to when, when Homer yeah. uh, drops the, and we had a, we had a very similar situation ourselves when we went to go see Rain of Fire. <laughs> Remember so that funny. when my buddy yes. was out there and exactly. I came out and I was like, <laughs> Matthew, I can't believe Matthew McConaughey got killed, yeah. and he's like, Brian. I'm in line to see that, that was movie. So funny. I nope. was like, "Oh, I just pulled a Homer." Exactly. Homer told everybody everything. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So they get married, and Bart is born in that episode. Yeah. Uh, so that's clearly defined, clearly dated as 1980. Uh, the next flashback episode that we looked at was uh, Lisa's first word, season four, episode, episode ten. ten. Yeah. Premiered on December third, 1992. Correct. That's set in 1983. They're very specific in 1984. We know this because the best scenes, or my best scene in the whole episode, was Krusty's mad as hell at the end of the 1984 Olympics because he had a burger promotion, a, yeah, like in which basically he had it lined up so that 
whoever won was only going to win if, if the Soviet Union won from those places. The United States would never win it. Of course, the Soviet Union boycotted that. that yeah, the Olympics. giveaways. He's like, the giveaways are only for the events that the Russians always win, and then they boycotted it. And, and so the he Americans takes a bath. Won, and so yeah. the episode, he's he's pissed off. It's he's gonna. Funny. He said, he, "I'm gonna personally spit in every fiftieth burger." <laughs> and Homer's like, odds. "I like those odds." Yep. The, the there's one of the best jokes that they've had in in the se- in the series when uh, those kids are like he's like it was 1983 and then those kids are like Yo, hey you guys want to go play stickball yeah, yeah, yeah and then they all run out and they're all like wearing knickers and yeah, uh, they're the, dressed like Nike yeah. and they go play and they go a video play game a video game stickball stick stick yeah, hilarious exactly but anyhow so takes place like you said around uh, 83 to 84 they buy a house in 1984. Grandpa Simpson helps them buy a house by selling his house, and then they three weeks later they say they put him. That in. was such a funny joke! Oh my god! They're like, "How long did you keep here? About three weeks?" And they but, all start laughing. But they keep so the continuity funny. with because when you look at so Grandpa's a little bit older in this episode, approximately ten years older. Yep. But it's his, the house is the same as the one where Homer's sitting with him when he's asking for advice about what to do about Marge, Marge yep. in the way we was. And you can see they got that fan with the grease still coming yep. out. So you, you know it's the same house. The continuity is still intact exactly. at that point. And one of the best parts in that episode is when Homer makes Bart that creepy-ass clown bed. <laughs> it's so funny. And exactly. I was just thinking, I was like, if, if you don't think clowns are creepy, check out, what was it, episode four? Six, seven, I can't remember exactly, but check out our clowns episode. Exactly. They are creepy as fuck. Yeah. My kid thinks clowns carry around knives. Out of just nowhere. Like, yep. Out of nowhere. He doesn't know anything about clowns. They carry knives. It's fantastic. Anyhow. So the next flashback episode I have is And Maggie Makes Three. This is the 13th episode of The Simpsons' sixth season. Uh, this premiered on January 22nd, 1995. Also, very specific in when it was set. They say it's set in 1993. And, of course, the best scenes here. They have a couple of really, really good scenes, but I love the Die Hard intro. Yeah. Like, that's so fantastic. <laughs> like, Mom, tell, make Dad tell a story, right? But that, that's very, very good. So, I, yeah, you can, I, I, I didn't catch that it was in 1993, like, specifically, but I did notice that he wrote on his, he had some kind of, like, Dick Clark chronology of things that he was going to do. It was, like, Dick Clark on Leno. Leno started hosting in like 92, 93. Mm-hmm. And then there was like Dick Clark's birthday. And then it was like harass Dick Clark or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. No, it was exactly. such a weird thing that he, he's like, he was going to be on some kind of Dick Clark uh, vendetta. Yeah. Anyhow. So after that, we get into uh, Lisa's sax. I actually have Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Oh, Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Fifth season, first episode of the fifth season premiered September 30th, 1993. Again, I just want to make sure that these are episodes where we know exactly when dates occurred. And like, yeah. essentially, as you say, the, 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 we'll get back to it. So the, like I say, this, this, is 19, this one's set in 1985. And the best scene for me was when Barney uh, was singing in the bathroom and all of the Beatles references. I thought that was very, very <laughs> good. Right? I think then after that, I think we have Lisa Sachs. Lisa Sachs, yeah. That takes place in uh, 1990. Again, um, they're very specific about it. Yep. Tell you that This is the uh, third episode of the ninth season, premiered in 1997. So they do make a mistake in this episode, because Homer says uh, in 1990, Tracy Ullman was entertaining America with song sketches and crudely drawn filler material, implying uh, indicating, like implying of the, the, the initial incarnation of The Simpsons on that show. The last short, last Simpson short debuted, uh, or not debuted, uh, played in May of 1989, and by December of 1989, the Simpsons were a uh, 
full run uh, sitcom on on Fox. Again, I think here you might be diving a little too deep. I'm almost possibly certain that earlier. You said that that show ran for three years, so it makes sense. Yeah, eighty seven, eighty eight, and eighty nine. Oh, all right, never mind. I thought yeah. you were thinking back. So then there you go. Some I guess it was, you consider it a mistake. After that, here's where. I gotta say, the timey-wimey of it, and I and the reason I kind of just hesitated a couple minutes ago, so I have to imagine, as we're watching The Simpsons now, doing the research, there's no way they could have predicted that this show would have been on for 30 years. Oh, God, no, yeah. So, so in the first nine seasons, I'm almost certain to keep like a decent chronology of things, because yeah. you can't imagine they're going to keep going, right? So now, we're, we're many more years later. The next episode that I have as a as a flashback episode is The Way We Weren't. Yeah. It's the 20th episode of the Simpsons 15th season. This premiered on May 9th of 2004. So again, this is a play on the movie The Way We Were, and then also a play on their episode The Way We Was. Yeah, and this is where we, we identified where the chronology starts getting a little wonky. Uh, exactly. Timey-wimey, timey-wimey, to use your, your phrase. There's no specific year given here. You know, like, so, so we know that- I identified, again, with my over- analyzation of this mm-hmm. identified approximately when it, it, it could have taken place so when he gives his fake name to to mar to marge who, who he doesn't know is marge because inexplicably uh his sister start like talking shit about the name homer and he's like oh i gotta think of a name uh my name's elvis jager abdul jabbar well we're from milwaukee so lou alcinder played on the milwaukee bucks and they won a championship in 1971 he changed his name to Abdul Jabbar, uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, after the the day after they won the championship in seventy one. I didn't know that. So they, I, I, I don't know exact date that they won the championship in seventy one. NBA season usually wraps up around May or June. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, June nowadays, it may have been May back then. So you're thinking if this took place, this could have taken place at the very earliest, the summer of nineteen seventy one, which. They establish in the way we was that they were in high school, seniors in high school in 1974. So clearly you can't, he, Homer states that they were 10 at this camp. Exactly. So clearly you can't age eight years in three years. The chronology gets fudged. Not and th- this is the episode. Yes. But I still, again, don't allow it to bother me because I still think there are some hilarious aspects. And the best joke in here is when Homer shows up and meets Fatty and Selva. He's like, have you two longshoremen's seen a pretty girl? <laughs> <laughs> I might have to tell some gig. It was so funny. I had me cracking up so good. <laughs> Sorry. All right. All right. Compose ourselves. So, Compose ourselves. So then, uh, the next... Uh, Tommy Wimey ass episode of next uh, next episode where it's a little weird. I have this dangerous curves. It's the fifth episode of the twentieth season. Yep, premiered November 9th, two thousand eight. So on on the Wikipedia page or on the the Simpsons wiki, it's essentially set in twenty. I think it said nineteen ninety eight, two thousand four, and twenty fourteen. No, no. I'm sorry, 2008, 2004, and nineteen ninety eight is when it's set. So yeah, this episode I. Uh... I was watching this. I watched this episode at the tail end of my Simpsons binge, and mm-hmm. I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I was getting a little bit fatigued with trying to jumble, like keep all these timelines. And there's like three timelines going on in this episode itself, right? I was just, I was exhausted, and I, I think I watched it at like midnight. Mm-hmm. And for me, this reminded me of the old Simpsons in that it, it, it plays. It made me interested in knowing what it was referring to, like what cultural significance or what cultural movie it was uh, parodying or satiring. So. Uh, this was basically the episode's nonlinear plot 
showing various points in Homer and Mar- Marge's relationship is in reference to a 1967 film starring Audrey Hepburn and Albert Finney. The film is called Two for the Road. So now I kind of want to check this out because sure. of The Simpsons. So again, yeah. it's just like The Simpsons used to be back in the day. Uh, and there is another thing that they kind of, uh, f- not fought, but they change. So in mm, Lisa's first word, they established that they bought the house in 1984. And when they buy the house, Flanders and I think, was it, which one's older, Rod, Rod or Todd? Rod, Rod. Yeah. They come over and introduce themselves to, to Homer and, and Bart. So... Like they, that's their first introduction, and they, so apparently Marge and Homer uh, meet Ned and Maud just before, on before, the day they were married. Before they had children, yeah. yes. So they obviously there's some kind of um, incongruence there where they 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 establish at one point that they met when they bought the house. But now they've they met each other because I think they're having some kind of like bicycle issue or something like that when. When uh, Homer or in, when uh, Nettie, Homer invented biking out with Marge, so it's basically making out while you're riding your bike, <laughs> and Homer crashed. Okay, that sounds awful. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so then like so, those are the episodes that the there's three episodes that change a lot of the 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 chronology that they had built up in the first nine seasons or so. Right, so that's the way we weren't. Season fifteen, dangerous curves, and the nineties. That nineties show. Yep. So when you're looking at this, what like I know we talked about. I said how I didn't realize how this was an issue. I did pick a side on this issue because as I started looking into it more, I kind of you know found myself like realizing that I liked it one way over the other. So I guess the question is, do you like the original chronology? Are you upset that they changed it uh, with these new with these three episodes? And I don't know. I mean, there there I there was a website that I found that showed a bunch of other flashback episodes. I didn't have a chance to watch those. They didn't seem like they delved into the backstory of Marge and Homer in particular. That's what I was looking at. Those yeah. are the ones that those are the ones. That I think I, I think we identified with these episodes, which like how they were, how the backstory was established, mm-hmm. and then and how it was was slightly tweaked. So I guess the question is, are you okay with what what they did? I like what they did. I have no problem with it less than you did in the sense that the way I looked at it, like I say, man, it's a 30-year show essentially. Like you have to reintroduce the characters. You have to show new stuff, you know, and like, and I get why you wouldn't like it if you want to be a hardcore ardent to the story, but this show's never been important with chronological because they don't grow up. Like they're the same. They don't age. Like it doesn't really change. You know what I mean? So like. I, I kind of almost feel like I wish you wouldn't have got so not bent out of shape because that's too strong, but I wish you wouldn't have focused on that because I think you didn't, didn't take the jokes as funny as they were. Because I, yeah. I thought some of those jokes were just well, that, that I just had the problem. I had a real problem with that one joke. That's yeah. the only one. But, but so there's I got two sides. I'm I'm above two minds of this. Right there's mm-hmm. the logical like side of me that knows time moves in one direction. Linear, yes, and. It doesn't get timey wimey, right? <laughs> right, right? So you move in one direction, right? So they did that, and then there, and it, it kind of upsets me that they changed all that because that's like when you talk about like mm-hmm. when we watch The Simpsons, like that's the heart of it that we watch the seasons one through nine, like that. That's like the the main like the meaty part of The Simpsons that I I got into, but I also understand that much like comic books. These characters aren't aging, right? Well, and they're the- moving through time, but they're staying the same age, and so they have to address 
what's current because otherwise no one's going to watch it. Whereas in those original episodes, you can't they keep were making... aging. If you put it, if you if you know what I'm saying, like they they were aging. Whereas they haven't aged throughout the rest of the episode. episode yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? they I mean they they weren't really they were aging in the past. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? That's up what I'm to the present. That's the, yeah, that's what I mean exactly. But the, like it's clear that they're not. I mean, it's, they're, clearly they're not aging from in, in the present. Yeah, right? that, that's exactly what I'm saying. I agree with you. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. And, and, and I do, I'm okay, like on one regard, okay with it because I know you have to do that. And I find it insanely interesting that a show that ran throughout the entire 90s decade and was being broadcast in the aughts did a spoof of the 90s, mm-hmm. like, like, it While they were already, they already did the spoof. Like right. that's what their show was. It was uh, satire, um, social commentary, and, and spoofing pop culture. Right. They were spoofing and, the '90s, and then they yeah. spoofed it again. And then they they spoofed it in the aughts by right. going back. And I don't. I, first off, no other TV show will probably ever be able to do to pull that off. Right. Because I don't think anything's ever going to run as long as this this has. And it was in that regard. I I think. What they did in that '90s show was acceptable, mm-hmm. and uh, you thought it was genius. I thought it was brilliant. And again, brilliant. the reason I, I, I'm less again bent out of shape, but <laughs> that's not the word I'm looking for, but less holding on to to to, to firmness. I guess the way I'm putting it to logic. Well, no, and chronology. You, can't, you keep the way you say that. You're kind of like gunning on me. It's no, not, no, it's no, not, no, no. It's not no. fair to say that. It's because... like I'm all of two minds of it. Like I said, like there's part of me that like I can't get out of the mindset that things move in a linear fashion. Then there's the other part of me that knows when you get into something like this, it has to work that way, where you can't you can't adhere to a timeline. But not only, but again, going I'm putting here, I'm let, let's put let's put it this way: I'm applying logic to something that does not need it. Exactly, because that, that was the point I was going to make. Not only not so much applying logic to things that don't need it in an animated show, you can do things you can't do in real life. Yeah, and the and same with comic books. That's the basic. Yeah. That, that's the whole premise, you know. Especially in this shit, where like. It's literally satire for every generation for the last, you know, four decades. They had to stay relevant. They had to stay fresh. You know what I mean? So, like, if, you, if you're going to hold on to, like you say, logic and chronology, well, then you just stop watching already. You know what I mean? Like, And that, I mean, that very well may be why I stopped. I mean, I don't think I, I don't, I, I don't think it was of a subconscious reason. I think it kind of plays into the fact that. I stopped. Okay, I stopped watching right around when they, right before they started changing the chronology. And then when I come back and I rewatch all this stuff and I see that it happened, like part of me is a little heartbroken that they did it. The mm. other part of me realizes that yes, they had to do it to stay relevant. Right. And again, for me, like, like I watched it a long time. Like, like, like when they were live, I was lucky to have younger cousins who kept on watching it when I probably yeah. would have stopped watching. And then I remember the Simpsons movie came out, which I liked. A lot of folks didn't like, but that was like the the apex, if you will. You know what I mean? Once that happened, like, at that point, Sunday night television had changed considerably. You know, like, I, that's what I recall. I remember, like, meeting up to watch The Simpsons. Then we started meeting up to watch The Sopranos. Or yeah, meeting, we alluded, to you alluded it to it. Shows. We alluded to it, and you, you brought it up about how when I talked about the TV shows, like, not a lot was cable television. It was all network TV. Yep. And slowly but surely, cable TV and started taking over. And the big night that, that HBO in particular and clung on to. And then later. Yeah, it was yep. Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday nights, exactly. So it kind of wiped out, like, and I just, I just kind of, it fell off the map for me. Like, 
like our taste matured, if you will. Like because obviously it still I think it resonates got, and people still watch. It got this. matured for me in some regards, uh, I but hear what you're saying. Yeah, uh, right. but uh, like it was it was a show that I watched with my buddies, and when I started growing out, not growing out, but like moving out of that phase of my life, yeah. it just kind of it was a show that. It got got frozen in time for me. I hear exactly what you're you saying. Know? Yeah, yeah. Where, like I say, where I'm a little different there because, as I said, I, I watched it a little longer because I had younger cousins. And so, as I say, for me, like, like that 90s show, I thought they did a really, really good job. Like, I, like if you like the music from that era, like I thought they did fantastic with with their with their own original music. That the Smooth Groove Band is hilarious. Sadgasm is absolutely hilarious. Like, I, I thought that that one was pretty good. So, to, to answer your original question, like I'm totally okay with them doing this and i foresee them doing something like this again still yeah you know and I, I, mean? I you know like it's, i said forget, this is a show that don't forget homer's got a brother out there you know what i mean like we forget about that all the time we yeah. never talk about danny it, devito's I mean? still kicking around that's so what i mean like, like so like, like did the voice to, to your point I, I would almost i'm not telling you how to live brian don't get me wrong but i almost want <laughs> to say like i wouldn't apply nearly as much logic to this as brian did if you're gonna watch any of these episodes, yeah and you might not like them then is what i, I guess y- what i'd say if you if you go through anything with a fine tooth comb you're gonna find um inconsistencies you're gonna find errors i have a job and a former job where that was what i do what you did so you, so I, I i these kind of things kind of stand out to me and i i look for patterns and when i don't see something a pattern that I like, it, it can upset me. I got you. No, but like, like I said, I do understand why they did it. I accept it. Yep. Do I like it? Not, Not necessarily. So the way I, I like it is, I like to remember the Simpsons as the chronology that went through the first nine seasons. Right. I do understand that they had to do it, and if the Simpsons joy is going to be to keep emanating throughout the universe, it, they're gonna probably, like you said, do it again. Yep. So I think that's what I think. Yep. Or something, something so like there you have it. That was the Simpsons uh, alternative uh, histories, so to speak. That is our season finale. We're gonna it take is. A break here. Yeah, we'll we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take a couple couple months off. Uh, not necessarily off. We're gonna be working, preparing for season two. Yep. We're gonna be researching topics. We have it tentatively scheduled for May first for the first episode to drop. We, Roughly, that might change. Yeah. We also we're not going to go dark. Like like look for us on the website, look for us on No, Facebook, yeah, we're Twitter. we're uh, we're going to be doing our own uh, retcon alternative history kind of thing to ourselves. So if you if you if you listen to us at, at all, you know the first couple episodes were, were a little rough. Yeah, we missed some stuff. Missed some stuff, a lot like of music. <laughs> whole lot of ums and eh, and there was no intro and outro music and the sound quality wasn't the greatest. We're going to try to clean some of that up for you guys. And we even talked about that in those episodes that we were learning and getting better. Yeah, every yeah. And I think that we're, we're, what we're hoping is to continue to get better and continue to provide good content that's well produced that you guys want to listen to. Because again, I go back to it all the time. You guys could be listening to any kind of stuff. You guys could be watching any kind of stuff. If you're spending your time with us, we really, really appreciate it. And and during the break, I'm also uh, to quote Homer Simpson. I am I'm going to drink a lot of beer and stay out all night. <laughs> Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. Uh, that, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. Last Exit to Springfield is the best episode of The Simpsons. You yeah. should watch it. Uh, yeah, I was watching, uh, I watched that episode the other day and Marge versus the Monorail. That is a close second for the, oh, one of the God. best episodes. Yeah, that was really good. There's so, so many good episodes. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us at alternativehistorypodcast at gmail.com. If you have any ideas for topics for our show, please let us know. Please send us. Yes, please send us. If you think everything that we've done up to this point uh, should be like demapped, erased, 
hey, let us know too. Yes, right? if we suck, if we're full of shit, you know what and, I mean? If my voice yeah. makes you want to like, you know, like run away, let us know. Yeah. Alternative History on Facebook. We're at at Alt History PC on Twitter and or on Google Play. Mm-hmm. And we're on iTunes. Please listen. Please review. And please we subscribe. know. And as I'm fond of saying, if you rate us five stars, we know you didn't listen. <laughs> yeah, I know you're lying. Please give us a thumbs up. Uh, anything you guys can do would really help us out. Yeah. So with that, we'll say goodbye and see you soon. Peace out.